This is the interview. The interview every weekday on Radio Now, ninety-five point three FM. On Monday, January twenty-five, twenty twenty-one, governors of Nigeria's southwestern states met with the leadership of the Meiti Ala Cattle Breeders Association in Ondo State to discuss clashes between pastoralists and farmers. Also in attendance were governors of two northern states, one of whom was the Kirby State Governor, Mr. Abubakar Atiku Bagudu. On the interview today, Radio Now's Kadria Ahmed speaks with Mr. Abubakar. She starts by asking him what long-term solutions to the problems of pastoral and farmer clashes as well as criminality were met at the meeting. What was clarified was that there had been a meeting in the last two weeks or so between the governor of Ondo State and his officials with local leadership of the Mati Allah, Matban. And at that meeting, they agreed unanimously that Ondo State have a number of forest reserves where people register and pay in order to make use of those forest reserves, whether farmers or pastoralists. And the pastoralist is not a new law. It has been there for, for a long while, for decades. And they were happy to do, they have been happily doing that. But of late, especially in connection with kidnapping and other violence against persons that have been taking place, it is, it is stressed that those victims, helpless, sadly, are taken into the forest, and the, both the state government and the Mete Allah reason that it is other groups that are not registered and have not been there, are not there legitimately, who are perpetrating those crimes. And there is a need for cooperation to fish them out and the state that nobody should occupy the forest without registering and paying. Uh, whether pastoralist or farmer. And the governor even said that as he speaks, there are over 70,000 farmers registered and are using the forest. And some of them are from neighboring states like like Kogi. So it's not an, a usual thing. So that clarification came out. And most of the items of resolution, ban on night grazing, stopping children from grazing, decisions that have been taken jointly between the state government and Mete Allah as far back as two years ago. So they are not new. And then you ask about what about medium and long-term issues. And that is, in fact, where I my, my, my earlier remarks that we need to build a national understanding. I, I think as a governor of Kevy State with a significant, maybe majority Fulani population, I will say that this pastoralist problem is A, a climate change problem, B, it's a land use problem. What do I mean? And I'm, I'm going to give example with my state, Kebi State. A lot of times, almost on a daily basis, there will be one issue between pastoralists and farmers or one issue between fishing fishermen and, and farmers or, or pastoralists because, as understandably, 
the land available for all these activity is fixed, and we are using it for many purposes. We are using it for for um, urban sprawl that is increasing, infrastructure, schools, and uh, increased activity. So, how do we deal with it? One conflict resolution at localized levels helps. Secondly, identifying that criminality irrespective of whom it is committed by, should be punished, should be dealt with. And I believe this is maybe a way to go nationally, to recognize that this problem has been a long time coming. There is a time when a farmer in Benue or in, in Plata is most, among his most proud relationship is relationship with a pastoralist. Who will come and manure his farm for him when after his harvest? But the introduction of chemical fertilizer disrupted that relationship. And in any case, these pastoralists also need to be helped to modernize. So we need to invest in them, like we are investing in farmers, like we are investing in other activities. And then the, the right to live as provided for in the constitution. But before we were able, are able to achieve that, we must engage in effective communication that will ensure that across all the states we have common view that criminal behavior must be punished. Kidnapping, rape, or this thing, we must be resolute in punishing them, whoever they are committed by. We must not allow our nation to be blackmailed into, oh, this is this is related to one tribe or to the other. Okay, so let, let me ask this, uh, Excellency. I mean, um, as far as uh, citizens of the Southwest who've been sort of victims of crime are concerned, when you talk about the right to movement and they look and see what is going on in the Northwestern states, the way they see it is that the North has woefully failed to deal with crime and now the North is exporting crime to their areas. They surely have a right to be concerned that their regions do not become as prone to crime as the rest of um, the Northwest has and, and, and parts of the North Central, surely. Oh, oh yes. I, I, I think they have the right to be concerned. But we, that's, we all have the right to be concerned. If crime is taking place in any part of the country, all of us have the right to be concerned. But we are... Where we can, I think, where we can do better is once we recognize that we all have responsibility in one way or the other to help him, and we 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 support each other. After all, our security agencies are made up of Nigerians from all the states across the country, and we need to support them and unmistakably and put them at the forefront of confronting any criminality. We need to share information. We need to, uh, we need to encourage conflict resolution and certainly punish, uh, punish any criminal behavior. So, so you do not believe when people say that pastoralists um, are being treated with kid gloves and given a different treatment because the man at the center is himself Fulani and therefore oh, uh, a, a member of their extended family. Oh, 
right? Yeah, that, I think that is ridiculous. Really, really ridiculous. And these are the kind of things that do not help build a nation. Tomorrow, after President Buhari, there will be another occupant of the villa. If, if unfortunately, something happened and is attributed to his uh, king's folk, I think it's regrettable. And this is, this is where sometimes, like I said, rather than focusing on the problem, people begin to imagine that this was politics at play. How can somebody in his right mind uh, attribute the conduct of a criminal element, a, a small proportion of a criminal element of somebody's uh, uh, blood king's folk, somebody, someone who has participated in a civil war to keep Nigeria together, somebody who has been known in, in, in Nigeria for his resolute stand against crime, against indecency in public life. And so, and even in this context, we are battling this in many states that one will even call Fulani states or states with Fulani significant population. So let's, let's work together as demonstrated in the meeting in Ondo. Let's act responsibly and we can repeat this. Okay, so to go back to the issue of some of the underlying causes of uh, some of these conflicts, like you pointed out, things like climate change. Um, a couple of years ago, there was conversations around creating rugas as a way of essentially dealing with the fact that a pastoralists' way of life is now essentially untenable long term. This movement that they do with their cattle across um, vast stretches of land. And then everything seemed to have come to a standstill. What is the situation with the Ruga project as far as you know? And is this something the government um, in your state, for example, is looking at and also at the federal level as a long-term solution? Okay. First, after the Ruga, well, Ruga stands for Rural Grazing Area. It was introduced by the colonialists. It's not a full any word means rural grazing areas which were established for pre-independence and that is where the bulk of Fulanis live in many states particularly uh, in the northwest so it's not a new term what was intended was governments that are willing said they want the federal government to support us more so that we can invest in those rural grazing areas, that is places where the Fulanis live, pastoralists live mostly in our states, so that they will also have schools, their children can go to school, they will have water, just like we are investing in other communities, uh, and then rural road and veterinary services. To begin the long-term process of helping them not to need to move, whether within the state, i.e. within Kebi state, or between Kebi and Kwara, or between Kebi and Niger state. And it was thought that that prog- pro- prog- process will help empower these people and include them and ensure that their children are seen as now available or provide education for them as 
part of the uh, inclusion program of reducing out-of-school children and providing for every child, for example, and giving these people also the opportunities that are given to others by governmental programs to ensure that the uh, their livelihoods are increased and they don't need to move. And this behavior, animal husbandry, that they take, they can do it in a modernized setting, modernized manner where they can even earn reward for it. Uh, we are we are still importing milk, regrettably. We are still importing milk product or animal products, regrettably. Whereas we have something, if we all focus on it, we can build an industry like other countries have done that we can even export. But this policy was misunderstood. Therefore, out of sensitivity, the federal government, President Buhari, directed its suspension. But not that we should not uh, support the uh, policy. But in KB, and indeed many other states, like I said, Men, most of our Fulanis, you go to any, you stop by any roadside and ask a young boy or girl, where is your Aruga? He will show you, which is a rural grazing area. And we have started, in Kedi, for example, we build schools in them. We, as much as we could, we put water and we are now empowering the women, teach them how to make yogurt out of milk so that they don't have to do the daily trek. To market without with products as, as little as 300 naira water. Hmm. And this, recently, the Minister of Humanitarian Affairs was in the state also, and she visited some of the Rugas uh, settlement where women are now empowered and they know how to make yogurt out, out of uh, out of this milk. Hmm. So, but I mean, um, for the um, pastoralists that are presently occupying places outside predominantly Fulani states like yours, and here I'm talking about places like Ondo, and places like Oyo, where we've actually seen the flare-up of violence. Um, what are the conversations around the long-term solutions for some of these issues that we see? Some of these Fulanis or pastoralists that are in states that in the southwest, for example, some of them have been there for hundred years. Maybe their 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 parents have been born there. So let let let's even understand that it's not a new phenomenon. And like I said, there was a time when they were welcome, and there was no discrimination. Just like Yorubas living elsewhere in Nigeria, or people from the southwest, or that for that matter, is the southeast. And in some, like I said, a lot of states have been managing. They have incorporated them. They are dealing with them. They know those who have been there because they speak the language perfectly. And they have conflict resolution mechanisms. If the cattle stray into a farmland, they, they, they pay compensation. If they are, their farmlands are hot, if their cattle are otherwise injured or killed, there is a conflict mechanism where they are paid. And I have been to Ishein in Saki uh, in Oyo State, where uh, a company, a Danish company, Priestland Campina Wanko, has arranged a milk collection uh, 
story is like a milk collection program, which is, which is helping modernize the the trade and reducing conflict. So let us. This phenomena did not happen in the last ten years or twenty years. So, so, so this and is not you as a as a Fulani man trying to justify the presence of your kinsmen in other people's land and their ability to um, legitimately claim those lands, is it? No, in fact, um, Nigeria is a federation where everyone has the right to go and live elsewhere. As many people, 100 years ago, and thereafter, are living elsewhere, and pursuing their life and ha- having businesses. And if we are trying to solve a problem, I think the evolution of this problem is better appreciated. And that's why I say 20 years ago, there's a Fulani man in, in just like there's a Yoruba man in Kedi, there's a Fulani man. Maybe 100 years ago, there was, there is. And they, were, they had no conflict. But Pressure on the land, understandably, is increasing. Demand for uh, opportunities is increasing, and it causes conflict. And it's worsened by recent phenomena of small um, of arms in the hands of different groups. So, if if we appreciate the evolution and work together, we our opportunity to solve the problem becomes better. If we invest in everyone as we ought to, farmers, fishermen, pastoralists, they will modernize and they will tend to stay where they are. It's not about uh, it's not about uh, somebody from a different part of the country owning or taking over land. No, certainly no. And if you know the pastoral nature, historically, a pastoralist just go and graze the the grass and comes back and moves. He's not interested in land ownership. And even if it were land ownership, the Constitution has guaranteed who owns Abuja, who lives in Abuja, where are the guardians that were indigenous to Abuja. Let us understand these things. We are not... And, and support each other. So nobody should support uh, criminal behavior. So, so you talked there briefly. Finally, let me ask you this last question. You talked there briefly about if we invest, we will be able to resolve this problem. Um, part of the complaint, of course, is that the ruling party, the APC, which is in charge of the federal government and many of the states in the north, as far as um, a sizable number of people are concerned, is failing woefully to look after the interest of the average Nigerian. We've seen galloping poverty. and We've seen unrest also seemingly spread out into theaters that that did not have conflict when you came into office in 2015. Would you then accept the criticism that some of the issues we're seeing are a clear indication of the failure of the federal government, which is um, led by your party? Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't agree with that because um, the APC under the President Muhammadu Buhari came into being in 2015 
with a number of these conflicts in different places, with declining resources, some of them affecting our ability to fund our security services or perhaps populate them with enough personnel. Some of them, certainly that problem limiting our investment in infrastructure and human development. But all this is being done and successes are being recorded elsewhere. So one would have imagined what would have happened to Nigeria without APC or without President Muhammadu Buhari's uh, emergence as president of Nigeria. And every part of the nation is being treated equitably. The demand for inclusion, the problem of inclusion is almost a global phenomenon. Across West Africa, we have seen challenges in Mali, we are seeing them in Niger, we are seeing them in Chad, we are seeing them in most of Sahel Africa. We are seeing them in Europe. What led to the Brexit problem is the, is the Brexit was that some people in UK felt that, oh, it is, it is their membership of a regional body, a Europe-wide body that is limiting their opportunities. So these things are not unique and exclusive to Nigeria. But many programs are being introduced have been introduced in the last six years to support inclusion. What we need is to recognize that we are, this is not unique. There has been a resource challenge. The federal government, for example, just unveiled the 2021 budget, which is 13.58 trillion, about 200, about uh, 35 billion US dollars for 200 million people. That tells you the size of our economy the, and maybe another sum for the state government. So we need to do much more than that. And we need to have peace so that we can mobilize more resources, we can mobilize more investors, we can be able to borrow and fund long-term activities that will include everyone. The, the animal industry, animal husbandry potential of this country is such that we can compete with Netherlands or New Zealand or even Brazil on just uh, milk, milk products and animal. But we need resources to invest in this sector. And that's where I think we can make heads quickly if we come together rather than continue to play blame game, which is not even addressing or acknowledging the gains made, talk less of the... Uh, the opportunities that we can harness by such uh, cooperative behavior. That was the governor of Kebi State, Mr. Abubakar Atiku Bagudu, speaking with Radio Now's Kadria Ahmed about the incessant clashes between pastoralists and farmers in many Nigerian states. For Radio Now, I am Tomi Olugbemi.